the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We've gathered as God's dwelling place. A house of living stone We've given praise, Lord You've made your presence known Now we worship And sing Hallelujah Christ has risen from the dead. But if our praises cease, if we hold our peace, the rocks will cry out instead. Let me tell you something, church. Gonna let no rock out praise me. I ain't gonna let it cry in my place. I said, I ain't gonna let no rock out praise me. No, I ain't gonna let it sing. I said, I ain't gonna let it sing. In my place, Hallelujah. Well, you know, that's not our normal theme song, but uh, I wanted to play that song as a as a tribute to my uh. My friend, my brother-in-law, Wally Mitchell, who uh, went home to be with the Lord earlier this evening. Um, Wally has been a devoted follower of Jesus Christ for 40 years, and he has been a devoted servant. He he started in the ministry and... uh, was the uh, worship leader for our church for many, many, many years. He was a a devoted servant who went out of his way to to serve. And uh, he was here with us at the radio station for 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 a time, and he just just wanted to serve in any way he could. And I just wanted to play that. As a tribute to my friend, 
and my brother. So I would ask that you uh, pray for the family as we open the program. Pray for Nancy and, and Minnie and Sammy and his mom and dad, Safka and Signe. So, Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this time that we have to spend with you in your word and in prayer. I thank you, Lord, for the time you give us, Lord, here on this earth, Lord, to serve you as Wally served you. Lord, I know that as Wally breathed his last breath here in this world and closed his eyes, Lord, he opened his eyes to see you in your kingdom and heard you say the words that we all desire to hear when we enter into your kingdom. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into your reward. And I'm sure and I know, Lord, that Wally is enjoying your presence and he's worshiping you now in your kingdom. But I pray, Lord, for for those that he has left behind, Lord, that are devastated and, and hurt and mourning his his departure. So I would pray for Safka and Signe, and I pray for Nancy and Benny and Sammy and Sally and all the rest of the family, Lord, that you would give peace and comfort, Lord, that you would be the comforter that you are. You said that you would give peace and that you would comfort those who mourn. And I know you're true to your word, Lord, and I know that you will have your way and that you will be glorified, that your name will be praised and worshipped in this and through this, Lord. And again, I pray, Lord, for the family. I pray for this program, Lord, that you would use this time, Lord, to glorify your name, to touch your people. Holy Spirit, take over in this next hour and have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. I'll be with you for the next hour, and we will be taking your calls, talking about the Bible, praying for your prayer requests. So I would encourage you, call in tonight with your prayer requests. You know, the Bible tells us in 1 John 5.13, this is the confidence which we have before him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. And whatever your request is, whatever your desire is, whatever your need is, let's put it before the Lord tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552. The number for the prayer request line, if you have a prayer request, if you have a need, if you know somebody who has a need, whether it's sickness, whether it's a desire for them to be saved, whatever is your prayer request, we want to put our request before the Lord. The Bible tells us to bring our request before the Lord. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through prayer and supplications, make your request known unto God, and he will answer you. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Do you have a question tonight? something you'd like to ask about Christianity or about the Bible or about the cults, the occult, about world religions, if there's something on your mind tonight that you'd like to get an answer for. Now, I'm not saying I have all the answers. I don't. But I know we can find the answer to your question in the Word of God. So if you have a Bible question or any question at all, call in tonight. The number is one 888 That's one 
995-5552 for the live on your calls for your prayer requests, your Bible questions, praise reports, any topic you want to talk about tonight concerning the Bible or Christianity or religion, call in. I encourage you. Call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552. And before I start taking phone calls, I just want to remind you that uh, we get together every Friday night for a prayer and worship meeting. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of it, if you'd like to come and visit or join join us to, before the Lord, we, we come every Friday night, and we, our desire is just to be in God's presence, to worship, to pray, just to seek God, to seek him for all he is, for who he is, and just be in his presence and enjoy the presence of the Lord. And if that's what you desire, if you want to come and worship, be a part of the prayer meeting. We encourage you to come come out on Friday nights at 8 o'clock. The address is 805 North 1st Avenue. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's easy to get to. Just take the 210 freeway into the Arcadia area and get off at Santa Anita Avenue. Get off at Santa Anita and go north one block to Foothill Boulevard. Make a right turn. Go one more block to 1st Avenue and make another right turn. You'll see us halfway down the street at the corner of Forest and 1st Avenue. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia every Friday night at 8 p.m. So join us for prayer and worship. Also, there's church service with Pastor Walter Hofflin uh, uh, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. So if you're looking for a church to visit or, or someplace to, to come and worship, we'd love for you to come out. Uh, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., same address, 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Also, you can uh, visit us on podcasts. So uh, if you'd like to tell a friend or if you miss a, a program one week and you'd like to catch up, just go to kkla.com and you can look for the podcast page. There's tabs right there. You'll see podcast and scroll down and look for the Gypsy Christian Hour. You can listen to this program and many other programs here uh, that are on KKLA. There are a lot of great uh, teachings, a lot of great uh, ministers that are serving the Lord and that are uh, archived there on the podcast page. So I encourage you, visit kkla.com and uh, uh, catch up on the podcast page. Also, you can uh, download the KKLA app and uh, listen to KKLA Live on your smartphone, iPhone, uh, I, I, iPod, I, iPad, I should say, I'm sorry. Uh, so download the free KKLA app. There's a lot of great things uh, to do on the uh, on the app. So uh, with that, we're going to start taking our phone calls. If you have a question or you have a prayer request, call in. Call in early. We'd like to get to all the calls. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's one 888 995-5552 for the live on the air calls. We're going to take our first caller and talk to Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hey, Sammy. How you doing tonight? I'm sorry about your brother-in-law, Wally, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we're, when did Wally die? He passed away at 7.30 this evening. Uh, oh, my God. I was praying for him. I've been praying for him for God to heal his cancer. Well, the Lord did heal his cancer by taking him home into God's kingdom. So uh, we, we praise God, we thank God for that, because uh, Wally is enjoying 
the presence of the Lord. He's serving the Lord in in His kingdom. You know, uh, I'm sure there's a, a a spot. There was a spot waiting just for Wally. Well, uh, God rest his soul. You know, he's he's enjoying his 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 reward right now. Well, Okay. Well, I need I need some prayer. Um, you know, I'm still looking for a place. Okay. Well, let's pray for that right now. Mugodad, avas anglatutim mugodel. Haisar mangas sitiarakaz devla. As we seek, we find, Lord. And I know that Jeremiah will find a place, Lord. He will find a place that you will point it for him. He'll find a place, Lord, that you will lead him to, that you'll guide him to, Lord. The house, the apartment, Mugodad. What you have chosen for him, Lord, that's what we seek, Father. So I pray, Mugodad, that your perfect will would be accomplished in his life, Mugodad, that there would be an answer to this prayer, Mugodad, an answer coming, Mugodad. I know that when we pray, Lord, you will answer, Lord, and you say yes, or you say no, or you say wait, Lord. Well, we're waiting. We're waiting for you to give Jeremiah a place, a home, that, that, that he can afford, Lord, and that he can get but that they would give him the place, that he would find favor in the place that you have appointed for him. We pray for your will, Lord, to be done in their life, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, God bless you, Sammy. And God bless you, Jeremiah. On you guys, and I'm very sorry Thank you. about Wally, man. Thank you, Jeremiah. God I was bless. I hoping to hear good news, but what can I say? I guess it's the Lord's will. It's God's will, and there's always good news because we don't have to uh, depend on this world. We don't depend on this world. We have uh, a place to go when we leave this world. That's and, right. You know, yeah. Although Wally left this world a little earlier, a lot earlier than we would have, had hoped, well, you know, he, he entered into the reward that the Lord had stored up for him. Amen. So how soft are they? They're they're holding on. They're holding up. You know, it's the toughest yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. In the this world. is the second son he's going to bury. Well, we just keep them in prayer. Okay, I'll, Jeremiah. I'll keep you guys in prayer. God Thank bless you. you guys. God bless. And again, I'll ask for you guys, for all the listeners, to keep Safka and Signe in prayer. Uh, it is the hardest thing in the world to uh, to lose a son, to lose a child, and. Um, I just pray that uh, you'll lift them up in prayer and that the Lord will comfort all the family and uh, you know that you'll support the family and come out to the uh, to the uh, we'll probably have, you know be showing Molly there'll be an undertaker and then a funeral so just just lift them up in prayer. Let's go to our next caller and we're going to talk to Darnell. Hi Darnell, you're you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? What what can we do? I have a uh, question and a prayer request, but I just want you to know, man, I respect your courage for coming on the air and doing this show in such a time of sorrow. And, and I've been praying for you that God will comfort you and Thank you. strengthen you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, my, my question is this. Um, can a born-again believer in Christ forgive someone and still want that person to be held accountable by God, mm. and for God's justice to be done for evil acts they've committed. Because well, I know vengeance isn't mine. Right. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. So I was just wondering, is it possible to still want that mm-hmm. for justice and still forgive the person? Well, why do you, why do you ask, uh, Darnell? How did this question come up in, in your mind or in your thoughts? Well, um, people have, well... 
yeah, people have hurt me, mm-hmm. and there's been no justice that I could see. Uh-huh. And I, and I know as a Christian, I have to forgive them in my heart, which right. has been difficult to do, but I've been, I managed to do it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't want them to get away with what they've done to me. Uh-huh. So I want, so I turn it over to God and say, God, let your will be done. Let your justice be done. Mm-hmm. You know, you said vengeance is yours. So let your will be done in this person's life. Well, I just wonder, are you really truly forgiving them? You know, if you want God to, you don't, you know, you, you don't want, you don't, let's say you don't hold them accountable, but you're still holding that over their heads that God would keep them accountable, that they would get what they deserve, that the Lord would give them what they deserve. But aren't we all seeking God's grace and God's mercy? You know, God's, God's grace is giving us what we don't deserve. And God's mercy is not giving us what we do deserve. And I think of Christ and Peter, uh, when Peter said, Jesus, how many times should I forgive my brother? Is seven times a good number? And Jesus replied, 70 times seven. And that was a number that, was, that, that he told Peter to, to make an impression on Peter that it's unlimited, that we should forgive totally and completely. And you know, when you, when you forgive somebody, you don't hold them accountable anymore for what they did. And you want them to receive your forgiveness, but also God's forgiveness. You know, you would pray that not only as you forgive, that God would forgive them also, that they would seek God and that they would seek God's repentance and that they would be, you know, right with the Lord and that they would receive the grace that we so desperately seek. Well, well, let me ask you a question about that. Like these terrorists going around killing people, Mm -hmm. killed 22 in in Manchester, Mm -hmm. don't you think they need to be held accountable? And they will be. will just give them a free pass. And, you know, that's, I I hear you. And I, you know, I, 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 I struggle with that myself. You know, I, I don't want, you know, these people are evil and they will be, they will be held accountable for their evil acts, you know, but they're not, they have not received the Lord. They don't believe in Jesus Christ. They don't believe uh, in in the God of of the Bible, you know they don't believe that God, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And Jesus said that you know I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So if they don't receive Christ, if they don't repent and receive Christ, they will be accountable and they will be held responsible for their sins. Now, if they sin against me, should I forgive them? Yes, I should forgive them. And I should ask God to touch their lives and bring them to repentance that they would receive forgiveness and stop the evil that they're doing. You know, it's not enough just to ask for forgiveness. God calls us to repent. That means change our mind and turn to a different turn 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 into a different direction. So, you know, if you've got a if somebody personally does something to you, Daryl, and and yeah. you feel you feel urged by the Holy Spirit to forgive them, forgive them totally and completely, and ask God to touch their lives, you know, and leave it to the Lord. Leave that to God. Don't want evil for them. 
Don't want to, the Bible says never to repay evil with evil, but to repay evil with good. And what's the best thing we can do? Pray for them. Pray that they would receive Christ. Pray that they would repent and that they would come to the Lord, just as we have. You know, uh, uh, we're just as in need of grace and forgiveness as they are. Does that make yeah, sense, Daryl? Yeah, I just have one follow-up question, and I ask this in all humbleness. Is wanting justice also, is wanting justice for them also wanting evil? Because I see it as two different things. I just want justice. I don't want evil for them. Well, I want, I want God's justice. Well, do you want, well, and I'll ask you a question. Do you want justice for yourself? Um, well, I realize if I wanted that, I would end up in hell because I can't pay for my sins. We, none of us can. None of us can pay for our sins, and none of us none of us want justice. We want mercy and grace. So I would want mercy and grace for them also. But that, but in order to receive mercy and grace, they have to desire it, and that comes with a desire for Christ. And I would. Well, I, have, I have a flaw. Then I need help in that area because, you know, for me, because I, I I'll, have, I'll be honest. I'm not saying I'm better, but I've never killed anyone. I've never tried to kill anyone, mm-hmm. let alone multiple people yet, you know, but, and so you're right, I'm wrong, and that's an area I need help in, I'll admit that. Well, I, well, I commend you, I commend you, Daryl, for, for hearing that and, and receiving that, I really do, and I, and I just want to pray with you in this area, and, you know, as you, since you bring up the, uh, the, the, the subject of terrorists. Let's also pray for the people that are so devastated in Manchester, England. Let's pray for 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 the families that lost loved ones. Let's pray for the for the for the ones that were injured, and let's also pray for the terrorists. Let's pray right okay. now. Father, I need a better job. Okay. Father, I thank you for Daryl, and I thank you for his heart, Lord. I thank you for his openness, Lord, and his desire to face this difficult struggle, Lord, because, Lord, we see evil in the world, and it, it frustrates us, it hurts us, it infuriates us, Lord, that we see these people doing such evil things, Father. So I would pray for, for Daryl, Lord, that you would fill him with your Holy Spirit, that you would fill him, Lord, with the, with the grace and the mercy and the love and compassion to pray for these people, Lord, that you would touch them, that the Holy Spirit would be able to, to get through to them and show them the, 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 the wickedness of their ways, Lord, the evil that they're, that they're doing upon the earth, Father, and that they would turn to you through Jesus Christ, and Lord, that they would receive the grace and the mercy that we have received, that Daryl has received, that I have received, that all Christians receive, Lord, when we come to you, Lord, and confess our sins and turn from our wickedness, Lord. I would pray, Lord, that Daryl would be open to the prompting of your Holy Spirit to pray for these situations and to pray for these terrorists, to pray for them, Lord, and to forgive, Lord. Lord, it's a, it, it seems like it's an unforgivable sin, Lord, to, to kill and destroy and hurt people just for the sake of hurting them, Lord. The, what, what they're doing, Lord, is so, so uh, uh, grotesque and, 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 and barbaric, Lord. But, Father, I would pray, Lord, that we would find in our hearts the, the love and the mercy, Lord, the grace to forgive and to pray for these people. So I pray for Daryl, Lord, that you would touch him, 
that you would open his heart and just give him a heart of prayer to pray and to forgive and to seek, Lord. The way we have received, that we would also give forgiveness. Lord, I pray for the, for the families in Manchester, Lord, who have lost loved ones through this evil act of terrorism. I pray that you would comfort them and that your mercy and grace would be upon them and that they would have a double portion of your spirit, Lord, to comfort and to give them hope for the future, Lord, even though they've lost their loved ones, Father. Lord, I pray that they would gain you in their life. If they don't know you, Lord, that they would receive grace, that they would receive salvation. And if they do know you, Lord, Lord, that you would just show yourself even more to them, that your angels would minister to them, and that your Holy Spirit would fill them. I pray for those who are hurt and injured, Lord, that you would use this somehow in their lives, Lord, to bring honor and glory to your name through you working in them. Father, I pray, Lord, that all things would turn to good, that you would work together all things for the good, for those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Lord, we pray this, Lord, humbly, as, as Daryl said, in a, in a humble attitude, with humility, Lord, we pray and we ask you, in Jesus' name, to do all these things. Amen. Amen. And Lord, I just pray for Daryl to, to find a job, Lord. I pray for, for him to, to, to find work and to find a career, Lord, that you would just prosper him, Lord, that as he seeks you, Lord, that you would prosper him as his soul prospers, Lord. That he, Lord, I, I remember the words of Paul that said, I would that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And Lord, as Daryl is open and seeking you in this matter, Lord, I know that you will answer his prayer and that you will bless him, Lord, with a job. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. God bless you. God bless you, brother. All right. God bless. Let's go to our next call and talk to Jesus. Hi, Jesus. You're you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Uh, yes. Uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of people that has been misled by uh, the Virgin de Guadalupe on the mm-hmm. on the uh, and basically, my wife's family is they're devoted to that because uh, their grandparent, their grandfather, built a. Uh, what's that called? Uh, uh, worshiping uh, stage of the Virgin de Guadalupe at the uh-huh. town in Mexico. Right. And that uh, right there, you know, pretty much the people has been misled and um, how do you say um, the things that it has? It shows you that it's satanic because it has like a quarter moon, a uh-huh. black thing black moon that looks like in the shape of horns on top of that angel on the bottom of the image. So so what's your question, uh, Jesus? Well, I guess my family and other people's families need uh, prayer to let them see that that's not a... Mm-hmm. That's not right, you know? It's right. It's not even in the scripture. Right. Well, you, uh, you prefaced your, your statement by... Uh, saying that Guadalupe or the uh, the Virgin Guadalupe has misled, and I just I just want to uh, tackle that for a second. What you're talking about is uh, the Virgin Mary, and the the reference to Guadalupe is a supposed apparition of of the Virgin Mary in a city called Guadalupe, Mexico. But you know the Virgin Mary 
in the Bible never misled anybody. No, no, I'm and not I, talking about the Virgin Mary. Right. We okay. have to love. We have to love and respect the Virgin Mary and everything that's from God. There you I'm go. Not saying about that, and you I'm know, not saying that, and I and I appreciate that. And I just wanted to mention that you know when we read Mary in the Bible, you know, and when it comes to Jesus, she told the people at the wedding at Cana, "Go and do whatever He tells you to do." You know, one of the one of the main things of the Catholic Church is when you pray, pray to a saint that they would be a mediator and that they would go to Christ and ask on your behalf. But you know the Bible no. tells us that we don't we don't need to do that. And Mary didn't yeah, even say don't. to Mary never said to do that. Mary told the the, the servants yeah. go directly to Jesus. And the Bible tells Amen. us that that there is one mediator between God and man, and that is the man Christ Jesus. So we Amen. we as Christians we go directly to the Father. We pray directly to the Father through Jesus Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't need a mediator. And nowhere in the Bible does it ever say to pray to Mary or to pray to Peter or to pray to John or any of the so-called saints. You know, the Bible calls us all, all believers are saints. We're all saints in the, in the eyes of God because we are justified and sanctified through the power of God, through the, through the, through the, the work of the cross. We are saved and sanctified and we are all considered saints. So what I would what I would encourage you to do is read the Bible and share the word of God and tell your wife, tell your family, you know, the, the truth of the word of God that that Mary told us to go directly to Jesus. Don't we don't have to go any other way. And you know the the I think of, you know, in, in my life we had all these saint days that we used to that we used to just uh, uh celebrate. We called them Slava. Uh and when when Paul came to the city and they made him this great feast uh, and, they, and they were worshiping him because of the miracles that he did, he said, no, 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 don't do this. Don't do this. We're, we're mere men and we're serving God. If you're going to worship, worship God. I'm paraphrasing. But he said, we're, don't worship us. We're just mere men. Worship God. And that's what we're to do. We know, we're not to worship Amen. people who lived on the earth. We're supposed to worship the one true God who sent his son to live on the earth, to die and be buried and raised on the third day. So that's, that's where our worship goes. So I would encourage you, Jesus, to, to get acquainted with the Word of God. And when these questions come up or when these situations come up, you're, you, you'll be able to go to the Bible and say, hey, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, I understand what you're doing and I understand you're sincere, but what does the Word of God say? What does the Bible say? This is our all-sufficient authority you know, the church is not our authority. You know, the Catholic Church wants to teach that, that, that they are the ultimate authority. But the ultimate authority is not the church. It's the Word of God. And if the church isn't going according to the Word of God, then something has to change, and the Bible will never change. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but these words will never pass away. Not one jot or tittle shall be changed ever. The Bible will never change. The Bible is the ultimate word of God. It's, it's our all-sufficient rule for the way that we should live. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy, all Scripture is inspired by God. It's God-breathed. It's out of his mouth. He has spoken these words, and this is how we're to live our life according to his word. Amen, Jesus? Amen. And um, it will be nice if the Catholic 
churches would let the people take scripture, meaning the Bible, so that they could read scripture, because usually that's what happens when they're being misled. Well, so that the people won't know how to understand and uh, that's right. the wisdom of God. And that's one of the and, reasons uh, the Protestant movement began is so that so that the the, the 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 common man would be able to read and understand God's word. So let's just pray for that right now, Jesus. Father, I pray for Jesus. And I pray for his family, I pray for his wife, Lord, that their eyes would be open to your word, to your truth, Father, and that they would seek you through your word. Father, I pray for Jesus that, that his heart would be humble and that his, his, his attitude would be respectful, Lord, but that he would be bold, Lord, in knowing your word and sharing your word, Lord, that he would share your word, Father, through the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would reveal yourself to him through your word, and that he would reveal you to others through the power of your spirit, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you would use him, Lord, for your glory, Lord, and that you would use him to bring his family into a closer relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, my brother. Sure. God bless you, brother. I wanted to add just that uh, back then, uh, they say that Juan Diego, the, the virgin, the Guadalupe appeared on him in the Tepeyac. Um, basically, the 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 Indian, the name of Juan Diego, that's not the name because they had a they had different names back mm-hmm. then. They didn't they didn't have like like our Hispanic name, last names and names or. Yeah, well, there's, like a, that, you know? there's a lot of confusion about a lot of things like that, but we have the Word of God to get rid of confusion and bring truth. Amen? A- amen, brother. God bless God you. God bless, and my Th- condolences to you and your family. I apologize for not Th- saying that in the beginning. Th- thank you so much. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Thanks for your call. And God bless, God bless. Thank you. Well, if you'd like to call in tonight, and if you have a question, or if you have a prayer request, Call in at one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. We're going to go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to John. Hi, John. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hello. How are you doing? Doing okay, John. Even th- going through this. My condolences to your family and everything. And I just have a few questions. Okay. Um, I have a question about like. Having sex before marriage, like, well, is is that a big impact with the Bible and like? Well, John, I I'll tell you, you know, the 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 relationship between a man and a woman is to be uh, uh, under the banner of marriage. You know, anything else is fornication, and it is not considered to be uh, something that a Christian should be involved in. You're to wait until you get married, and under the banner of marriage, you have a relationship with your wife and no one else. So that's the the long and short of it. Anything else is considered fornication, John. And it, what, is that like a sin that can yep. be forgiven? Like it is, it is a sin, and Jesus said, "All you know, sin can be forgiven, but you need to repent." You know, repentance is 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 you know turning away from what you were doing. So I would encourage you, uh, as a believer to wait until you get married, John. And if this is something that's happened already, repent from it and ask the Lord for forgiveness and don't get involved in it again. Wait until you get married. All right. Thank you. Okay, God bless. Thank you for calling, John. All right, thank you. Have a good night. You too. And if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is one eight 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 
995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls for your questions and your prayer requests. And I just want to thank everybody for their condolences and their thoughts, and even more for your prayers. Uh, it's a tough time right now uh, for the family. Uh, we loved Wally, and we still love Wally so much. And uh, he's been such a part of the of the ministry uh, here at the radio and uh, for many years in the church. You know, he was, uh, he was a special guy, and uh, we're all going to miss him. Uh, so keep us all in prayer. You know, tonight's message, uh, I want to get to the message that, uh, you know, there's a battle going on. Uh, there really, truly is a battle. There's warfare going on. You know, um, one of the callers brought it up tonight about uh, terrorism. You know, there is a battle going on before between you know, forces of good and evil. The terrorists are evil. What they do is evil. And it, it's just, we're living in an evil world, a fallen world. So there is a battle going on. Uh, whether we're aware of it or not, you know, some people are not aware of the battle or just, you know, just not paying attention. But there's a battle going on. And we need to get aware that there's a battle going on. We need to be on the alert. We need to know what's going on. The enemy, you know, is out to get us. The enemy's, you know, his target is is are the children of God especially he wants to get you he wants to get you he's out to get us the world is out to get us and our own flesh is out to get us you know we have three enemies in the world the devil the world and our own flesh look at what the bible says in ephesians 6:12 it says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. There is a battle going on, people. There's a battle going on. And it's not the people that walk around on the earth. It says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That means it's not against people. People are not your enemy. The rulers, the powers... The world forces that is that are darkness, the evil in the world. We're living in an evil, fallen world. There's spiritual forces at work, spiritual forces of wickedness that are out to get us. You've got a target on your back. I've got a target on my back. God's children have a target on their back. And the, 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 the evil of this world is out to get us. There is a battle going on. There is warfare going on. You know, uh, Paul said in Romans 7.21, he says, I find then the principle that evil is present in me. The evil is even present in us. Remember I said that one of our enemies is our own flesh? Well, Paul knew this, and he said this, I find then the principle that evil is present in me. The one who wants to do good. He wants to do good. We desire to do good, but what do we find? That we're evil. We're evil in our nature. For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man. In other words, I agree with the law. I agree with God's standards. I agree with God's purposes. I agree with the law. I agree with the Ten Commandments in the inner man. My inner man agrees with this. I agree with God. But 
I see a different law in the members of my body, in the things I do. Waging war. See, I told you there's a war going on. Waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is in my members. Paul is saying that there's a war going on inside him. He agrees with God. He concurs with God. He loves God. And he loves God's statutes, and he loves God's laws. He loves he loves God's morals. He 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 uh, uh, aspires to keep God's law, to keep God's statutes, to keep God's morals. He agrees with that in his inner man, but in his body, in his flesh, he sees that he is evil. Wretched man that I am, he says, who will set me free from the body? Of this death. He recognizes that sin is death. So Paul recognized, and this is Paul, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. He recognized the war that was going on. He was aware of the war, the battle that's going on. We all need to understand that there is a battle going on, a struggle going on between the forces of evil and good in our lives. This is going on in our lives, in your life, in my life. There is a a battle going on. The enemy, the world, and our flesh wants us to fail, wants us to fall, to fall into sin, to fall into uh, uh, resisting God's will, to fall into rebelling against God. This is what the enemy, this is what the devil, the world, and our flesh wants. Wants us to fail and fall. But the Holy Spirit has a different desire. God's Holy Spirit wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to guide us into holiness and righteousness. See, the world and the flesh and the devil wants to to take us into failure and into a fallen state again, to rebel against God, to sin, to be separated from God. But the Holy Spirit is calling us, leading us, guiding us into a closer relationship, a closer walk. And that means to be holy and righteous, to, to, to seek God, to seek him for his righteousness, his holiness, and to take on the robes of righteousness, to take on those robes of holiness, the robes that Jesus Christ wants to give us and is giving us on a daily basis if we will seek and desire him. His desire, the Holy Spirit's desire, is to sanctify us. And that's a big word, sanctify. But all it means is to separate us from sin. God wants to separate you and me from sin. He wants to get sin out of our life. Yeah, I said there's a battle going on. There's a conflict going on all around us. And I want to talk about where the real battle is. Where do you think the real battle is? is is it out in the world is it around you is it the people around you we already read that our struggle is not against flesh and blood our struggle is not against other people it's against the spiritual forces that are at work in this world we saw that in ephesians so where do you think the battle is and i want to tell you where the the title of this message the title of this message is it's all in your head The battle that's going on is for your mind. The battle that's going on is for your thoughts. Where your thoughts are, what you're thinking about, that's where the battle is. That's what's really, really going on. The battle is all in your head. The battle is for your thoughts. Proverbs 23, 7. It's a short verse, but it's an 
it's an astounding, it's an amazing, it's a it's a it's a revelation. Proverbs twenty three seven says, For as he thinks, as a man thinks within himself, so he is. For as he thinks within himself, so he is. That's the battle that's going on. Where you think. How do we think? What do we think? You know, how you think determines how you act and what you do. Yes, how we think determines what we, how we act and what we do. The battle is for your thought life. And everybody, every one of us has a thought life. We live in our heads. We live in our minds and our thoughts. That's where the battle is. And that's what where everyone has to you know get into the fight. You know, I ask, what's going on in your head? What's going on in your thoughts? What do you think about? The Bible told us just now in Proverbs that for as a man thinks, so he is. You know, God has saved us. We are saved. He saved our souls. You know, here's another big word, justification. He has justified us. God has justified us. We are saved. You know, Romans 10, 9 and, and, and 10 says this, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is for sure. That is a guarantee from God. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So we believe, we confess, we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we are saved. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. You can't boast. You can't say, oh, look how good I am. Look at what I've done, and this is why God should save me. No. God has saved you through his grace his, and, his, and his mercy, his love for you. And you responded to that by receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that is salvation. That is being justified. So we are saved. He has saved our souls. But now he wants to save our minds. He wants to save our thinking, our thought life. God has saved our souls, and now he wants to save our minds, the way we think, how we think. And you know, part of growing and maturing in Christ is being changed, sanctified. You know, justification is done instantaneously. The moment you confessed Christ, the moment you received Christ, the moment you repented and asked for forgiveness, you were justified. You were justified before God, counted as innocent before God. You know, Jesus said it in, 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 uh, on the cross, to Telestai, paid in full. He paid the price. He paid your debt. He saved you. He justified you. But now, as we grow in Christ, as we mature in Christ, he is sanctifying us. You know, 
in, uh, in justification, he forgave our sins. And in sanctification, he is separating us from our sins. Does that make sense? Can you understand that? He forgave us, and now he's separating us. He, he's doing the practical work in our heart, in our soul, in our life that needs to be done. There's a practical work, and it starts, it begins with your thought life, in your mind, it's all in your head. Like I said, part of growing and maturing in Christ is being changed and sanctified. That's sanctified. Sanctification. And it all begins, like I said, it all begins in our mind, in our thought life. The things we think about, what we are thinking, our thought life. You know, James said in uh, the first chapter, 12 through 16, he said, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil. And he himself does not tempt anyone. But each, now here's, here's where I want you to look, pay attention. But each one of us is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust, thoughts. Then, when lust has been conceived, it gives birth to sin. Thoughts, lust, when when conceived, or when you think about it, when you dwell on it, will give birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. My friend, well, problem of hey, your thought life is so important because that's where everything begins. That's where evil begins. That's where thoughts begin. That's where sin has its conception, where it begins. You know, Jesus said, you have heard it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. You know, the person that Jesus is talking about hasn't done anything yet, but he's thinking about it. He's lusting about it. And he's already considered guilty of it because it's in his thought life. It's in his mind. Yes, sin begins in our thoughts. battle for our minds are so important. Our thoughts is so important to God. If you know, if you think about doing something long enough, what do you think is going to happen? If you think about something long enough, most likely you're going to do it. James told us in this in 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 in, in the first chapter here. I, I just read it, James one twelve to sixteen. He told us that sin begins in our thoughts. You know, Cain thought about murder before he killed Abel. He thought about it. He dwelled on it. And then he did it. He killed his brother. David thought about Bathsheba before he committed adultery with her and then ultimately murdered uh, Uriah, her husband. So sin begins in your thoughts. And if you think about something long enough, you're going to do it. Every sin has its beginning in our minds. Remember I said a battle is going on? And you know, a battle means there's a fight. There's a fight to be fought. And we need to get in that fight. 
We need to get in the battle. We need to get in that arena. We need to not let 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 sin take its way in our life. Let, don't let the enemy have his way. Don't let the world have its way. We need to get in the battle. Not enough of us. There's not enough of us in the battle, getting in the fight. You know, we let it go. We think, well, it's only in my mind. It's just my thought life. Nobody knows. No, God knows. God sees. The Holy Spirit, you know, is there in our thought life. But is he controlling your thought life? He knows every thought you have, everything you think about. We all need to fight for our minds and our thoughts. We really do need to know what's going on and pay attention to the fight. Pay attention to the battle. See and understand what's going on in your thinking. What are you thinking about? What are you dwelling on? People, this is a real battle. This is a real fight, and we can win it. We can have victory in this. Don't think that, the, 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 that this is not something that you can't. No, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We can win it because Christ has already defeated our enemies, and our enemies is the devil, the world, and our flesh. And Christ has had victory over each and every one of these. He has defeated the devil, he has defeated the world, and he has given us the power over our own flesh. Look at what it says about, look at what it says in John 14, 30. Jesus is speaking and he says, I will not speak much more with you, for the ruler of the world is coming, and he has nothing in me. The devil has nothing in Christ. There's nothing that the devil has over Christ. The devil has no victory over Christ. Christ has the victory. He has defeated him. Totally and completely. Just look at the empty tomb. Christ defeated Satan. He defeated death by being raised from the dead. He has defeated Satan in every way. He had the victory over Satan at the temptation. He, After 40 days, uh, the devil tempted him and he defeated him each and every time. Christ has had the victory over the devil. The devil has nothing in him. In John 16:33 it says these things I have spoken to you so that in me you have you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. It doesn't get any more plainer than that people. Jesus has defeated the world. He's overcome the world and he's giving us the victory. He's giving us the victory. He's given you the victory. He has overcome the flesh. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Colossians 3.9 and 10 says, Do not lie to one another, since you laid aside the old self. You've laid aside the old self, the evil and its evil practices, and you have put on the new self who's being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Romans 6, 6 says, Knowing this, that our old self, people is talking about the old, in 2 in, in Corinthians, all, the, the, the old person is gone. You're a new creation. In, in Colossians it's saying that you put the new self on. You're being renewed. You have a, a, a new revelation of the knowledge of Jesus Christ because you're being created, you've been created in him. Old things have passed away and you are a new creation. 
Romans says, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. But he who has died is free, has freed us from sin. You are freed from sin. You are no longer a slave of sin. You are no longer a slave to your fleshly thoughts. We are in a battle that has already been won. We have the victory. We are, and all we need to do is to take hold of that victory and start living according to God's word. Start living according to the Bible, knowing his word, knowing his promises. And I'll end in this, Philippians 4, 8, and 9. And this is a scripture we should all know. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence in anything, worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I hope you'll get in the fight. I pray you get in the fight. Start fighting for your thoughts and dwell on these things that are honorable, that are pure, and that are holy. Well, as you can hear from my friend Wally, our time is over for tonight. I hope you enjoyed the program. I hope you'll pray for the family as we go through the process of of mourning and grieving our loss. Well, good night, Wally. I'll miss you. God bless you all. We'll see you next week. God bless you. And good night. Let me tell you something, church. I ain't gonna let no rock outbraze me. I said I ain't gonna let it sing in my place. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.